0: called order the Tom DeLonge Film Society. I am your host, Airwave, aka the Shaman. With me is the angel known as El, El Pinchito. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Things I see that you did there. Things.
0: I'm if you, watching if you. You see what I'm doing. I'm just watching blink you. 182 times. How dare you? <laughs> Puns are I not allowed this, on of this course. show. The Devil's Lettuce Film Society. I am the Shaman. This is El Pinchito. And this podcast is one where we invite you to get legally high with us and watch a movie. And this audio file can be used as a commentary track that you can synchronize with your own copy of the film and watch along with us. Uh, And as you might have guessed, what we're watching, what are we watching? (laughs) So
1: this is this is so nice to to have this role reversal cuz usually you're the one that knows what we're watching <laughs> and I'm the one that's like, "Well, let's take a look at how weed works for the, you know, 800th time. <laughs> 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 Want to learn about trichomes again? Thirteen. How about Limone? <laughs> <laughs> Limone? Limone is on my on oh. my shelf. I look at her all the time. She's on the highest shelf cuz I treasure her. <laughs> right. Okay, so what we're watching tonight is a film called Love, and not the not not the other love that you discovered or just shared with us is a porno film with a three d dick
0: yeah there there is another film called Love, but this is not the Gaspar Noe film love and uh watch out if you pick that one because it is indeed an art house porno film. Uh, like, literally, with unsimulated sex, and, uh, I don't know if you can watch it in 3D anymore, but it got a 3D theatrical release. So don't- it's not that- we're not watching the 3D porno one, we're watching this other one. Uh, who directed this?
1: Uh, William (laughs) Eubank.
0: William Eubank. And, uh, I, of course, made all those Tom DeLonge jokes off the top of the show, so what's the connection- to Tom DeLong.
1: Okay, so William, this is William Eubank's first directorial debut. Uh, William Eubank directed actually a few music videos for Tom's band Angels and Airwaves, um, starting in, I guess, 2007. But uh, this film was funded by Angels and Airwaves, or, you know, maybe more accurately, uh, to the stars media. Unclear what, where, where the, you know, titles and money change hands. But, uh, you know, Angels and Airwaves or Tom himself commissioned William to write the script, direct it. W- William also produced and was the acting cinematographer on it. And like, I, man, I did so much research on this today. I watched this movie uh, last week with, with my husband, Longship. And, uh, it's, man, the, the quality is super high. And like, I learned today that this dude like built the set himself in his parents' backyard and was having production delays because the neighbors were using weed whackers in the other yard and was (laughs) like, can you guys shut the fuck up? I'm trying to film a movie. Uh, and like the, the production quality is super high and I find this super interesting about like things like even... Bull Burnham's inside is you're you're seeing the line of production quality escalate. like the the amount of production quality escalate with like the resources required to accomplish that. where with Bo Burnham, it was one person and the production quality is super high. And uh, this was produced, sorry, this was released in two thousand and eleven. It had a budget of five hundred thousand dollars. It made 1.5 million. It did a bunch of the festival circuits. It premiered at Santa Barbara International Film Festival. It later screened at 11 other festivals worldwide, including like Shabin, You may have even been at this festival, the Toronto After Dark one, which I know you really enjoy.
0: I have. I I wasn't uh, going to it in 2011, but yes, right. Toronto. Oh, afterwards. that's right. Always fun. You
1: weren't here yet. That's true. Well, you yeah. Uh, and it won, uh, best special effects and musical score at, at the Toronto After Dark Festival. Um, so, uh, William Eubank spent four years working on this film. He constructed an entire U- ISS station in his backyard and a Civil War battleground set, uh, parents' backyard, over the course of nine months. Um, cool. the film itself was inspired by, uh, Terrence, Terrence Malick's The Thin Red Line, which I asked you about... Before yeah. you see tell me about that what's that like
0: well uh the thin red line is a war film but sort of the main the main takeaway from someone saying they were inspired by the thin red line is the terrence malick part of it terrence malick being sort of this this famously um how to describe him a artful director he has a very distinct auteur style that involves Just a lot of really beautiful visuals and, you know, uh, specific music selections and things like that. And his films are often described as sort of like the cinematic equivalent of a poem, you know, kind of free-flowing. Like he did The Tree of Life is another famous one by him where... Like, it is this art film that, yes, is grounded on certain characters, but also sort of spans the entire scope of time where you see dinosaurs and, like, life on Earth evolving, and it's this big sort of wild, very highly visual tapestry, often ruminating upon the nature of mortality and things like that. Does that sound like the movie we're about to watch?
1: It really does, yes! there we go. Mission accomplished. Uh, So, according to the director... Eubank, he says the film asks, what are we as human beings going to leave behind when we cease to exist one day? Um and I think, you know, when me and when me and uh, Longship watched it, it uh it was really relevant after a fucking pandemic, I tell you what. You know, mm. the 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 isolation themes are are pretty strong after the mediocre apocalypse. And uh <laughs> Um, so this last note I have here says the emotion, the film is titled after love was described by the director as the ability to feel and find complete communication without words or touch, the ability to find an understanding on nothing but a sense, which is really interesting. Uh, because I think a lot about <laughs> principles for abstract values. And I, I remain very, uh, convinced that I, my principle for love, which is like how do you enact love is a... Is uh, a willingness or a desire to take in information. And so, you know, uh regardless of what what sense what what sense you're using, you know, uh touching, hearing, learning, smelling, feeling, or sensing, whatever. Whatever, man.
0: Oh, it's gonna be one of those episodes, is it? We're gonna get philosophical. Or I mean,
1: have we got what's the most philosophical we've gotten?
2: Very contemplated. I feel
0: like <laughs>
1: What's totally a contin- Tell what's continental philosophy.
2: So there's there's analytic philosophy and there's continental philosophy. Continental is the more wishy-washy
3: philosophy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh really? Yeah. <laughs> oh. Analytical would be like. <laughs>
2: analytical would be like Bertrand Russell and like uh you know getting into um, you know it's more mathematical and logical. Wittgenstein and all that stuff. S- but uh analytical, <laughs> we've we've started analytical started already <laughs> Heidegger and like uh yeah that, like a little more like the the postmodernists, the modernists and that sort of thing. Yeah. I, I think <laughs> I would
1: love Frederick Russell. He advocated for the like four hour work day. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh
2: yeah, he was also an activist. Fuck yeah, yeah man. He's a cool guy. my kind of fuck of people. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah so you heard it here first. Four-day work weeks, <laughs> dicks in 3D. Now,
0: <laughs> so we're gonna get we've already gotten philosophical. We're not even we're not even into the movie yet, and we're already getting deep. Uh but uh the other thing I wanted to touch on before we talk about what we're going to be inhaling is uh we had a we watched a whole pre-show of various videos that you've prepared you had prepared for us before we started recording, and uh, the movie we're watching, and all those videos as well. These are all sort of facets of this Tom DeLonge sort of media, transmedia empire, right? Yeah.
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Was, do you have a question in there, or is that just a statement? Well,
0: I was going to say, and and which is sort of a, a wraparound way of saying which is sort of currently your new obsession. <laughs>
1: Okay, it's it's currently I wouldn't say I wouldn't wouldn't call it new, Bob. Um, (laughs) So this is the thing that's really fascinating about this is like I I was a I've been I was a very big Blink 182 fan when I was 14. Like when I say big, I mean, like. Ask me a question. I'll answer it for you. I was like deep into the details of everything about what they've produced in the past. And there's a lot of like really interesting, fun games or like little like details about Blink-182's work that are, that are, were always really fun. Like every album had a start, like the album Fly Swatter had a, not even album was their first demo was a tape. It had the A on it. And then, like, the next album was Buddha, and it was B, and then the next album was Sheshire Cat, it was C, and then Dude Ranch and Enema of the State. And then, like, by the time they got to take off your pants and jacket, there was a fucking, like, there was letters on the jackets that were continuing the alphabet. So, like, fun fun little details like that were always in there. And uh, uh, when... you know, the music started to change over the years. I really loved how it started to change. It cha- like, with the new self-titled album was really great. I was about, I don't know, I had to be like 16 when that came out. Um, and then Boxcar Racer came out, and, like, things were starting to get really dark, which was perfect, because I was really dark. <laughs> and uh, I always heavily related to the music because of everything they talked about. Like, life was very similar for me based on everything they were singing about. And then they broke up, and uh, Boxcar Racer was was the was some really dark stuff that Tom was producing. And then, you know, they were fighting a lot. And suddenly he's like, you know, I'm doing this Angels and Airwaves thing, and all I want to talk about now is love. And I was 18, and I did not want to talk about love. I wanted to still talk about being fucking mad and angry and smashing guitars. So we broke up. (laughs) And I was sad about it because, you know, they they were fighting and it was it was gross. And, you know, these guys who I loved, I loved their relationship. I loved watching them grow up with me and like they were being mean to each other. It wasn't cool. Um, And then Travis almost died in a plane accident and they got back together. But like things were never really the same. I saw them in tour. They were they weren't they were just not. Like any kind, like I mean, it's funny because we were all a part of an art group, and like, I mean, my experience was more traumatic than than most of ours. But like, when our art group broke up, it fucking sucked. Like, you know, when your your team that you've learned a lot about making stuff with is, uh, you know, breaks up, it's it's traumatic, and like, I, I don't know how you put that back together in the way it used to be uh, after that. So he started tom went on to make angels and airwaves and was like yo i'm gonna change the world and everything's gonna be great and i was like i'm not ready for that i i i, I want darker music so 15 years later and after a really good therapist <laughs> uh, i'm back so that's the story that's the story <laughs> so, so,
2: what do you think of blink 182
1: uh uh <laughs> now now so in when they produce it's interesting because when they produce neighborhoods uh it, it wasn't that great because they were recording uh on their own like dispersed and they kind of like emailed tracks to each other and like i really i i won't even go back to listen to the album because the first time i heard it i fucking hated it and i was like yo okay this is done i guess we're done i guess you know we can just sit call call it a night Uh, and, uh, now they tour with like Mark Hoppus and Travis still tour with, uh, this, this guy who replaced Tom named Matt Skiba, who's the guitarist for Alkaline Trio, which I love Alkaline Trio a lot. Like I really, really deeply enjoy Alkaline Trio and that's all great and all, but it's just, it's a different vibe. There was, you know, there's like any collaboration, right? It's got its own entity. Like when you all collaborate and you all bring something to the table, it's got its own entity. And like, you can't. I don't see how you remove one of those main collaborators like Tom and, you know, still call it the same thing it once was. Cause it's not, it's like, it's a new band. Like
4: mm-hmm.
1: Mark went on to found like plus 44 and like, it was fine. It was all right. Music. But like, again, it was, it was kind of a little bit lighter and poppier than I wanted it to be. Um, but uh, angels and airwaves is uh, real nice. I like it. It's good. It's good stuff.
5: Did you just say lighter and, poppier.
1: How dare you?
5: About post-Blink-182. Yeah.
1: Well, they got quite a catalog, man! (laughs) 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 Like, I was trying to tell everybody here, I was like, did you know that they did a fucking collaboration with Robert Smith? And, like, you know, it's hard to find... There's no music video for it or anything, and but it's like one of the best songs on on the self-titled album. Like they started doing more conceptual things, like having small skits in some of the songs, and like you know trying to use different voices and tell they different stories.
5: It. They did a song with Robert Smith. Yeah, yeah. how's that go? Well,
1: it's really good. <laughs> it's fucking wonderful. It's one of my favorite Blink One Eighty Two songs.
0: So with all that context we present uh, love from 2011 and what are we going to be enjoying while we do that I can tell you what I have here
1: tell me what you got Wait this on me. is this
0: your is- job Ah, I, this is your Oh ah, yes. I guess we are swapping roles. Well, I don't know. I don't know what Pinchy is uh, smoking tonight, but I can tell you what I have, which is some of the weed that I grew. This is Critical Mass. Oh shit! Oh shit! That I grew myself, and I can tell you from experience, it is extremely fun. You've got some too, as I recall. Uh, I find it always sort of makes me kind of hyper, but also kind of mellow. So I'm looking forward to that, and uh, once again, reaping the fruits. Fuck of my yeah, way.
1: you are! I man, I gotta stop. You sent me a bunch of everything you grew, and I'm hoarding it like a like a tiny little golem. My
3: <laughs> I mean, precious, I'm
0: gonna, I'm gonna grow more. Of I it. know, but I'm. F- I,
1: I want to enjoy it like with you. Like I want to like experience it you for the first time with you. You think I'm not gonna bring
0: you. some the next time I, I see you? Uh, that's true. You should be enjoying it. That's why I sent it.
1: Alright, 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 all right, all right, fine. Alright, alright, all right, alright. All right. So all what right.
0: are you enjoying?
1: <laughs> I'm smoking the uh, Cuban Lynx, which I think I smoked in the last few episodes. I've yeah. been fucking this this shit's just amazing, man. It's it's that good West Coast BC bud, small batch, fucking craft quadruple A. That's the percentage. Uh the percentage is 19% THC. It's a sativa. It's actually kind of a hybrid. Uh, but it's really, it's really, uh, it's my, it's my work weed, man. It's my, like, focus, pay attention, feel good about it, get some energy in ya, get to work weed.
0: Excellent. So should we dive into this movie?
1: Let's fucking do it, man. There's no time like the present, eh?
0: We're watching a copy that is actually on YouTube presently. Uh, not sure where you, everyone else will find their own. Uh, this is one hour, 20 minutes, and 35 seconds long. And I'm going to give a countdown. Three, two, one, play. And when I say play, just hit play on your copy. We're starting from the very beginning. So here we go. Three, two, one, play.
1: Splendid! <laughs> <laughs> It is splendid, isn't (laughs) it? Yeah. All right, I'm going to go by the window and smoke this. (laughs) And I'm probably going to put on closed captioning because we're probably going to talk a lot, namely me. say, though, the nice thing about following somebody's body of work for the last 20 fucking years is, uh, is uh, you have a lot of context.
0: Well, I can tell you right now, I already see the Terrence Malick influence, as we are now on a period battlefield, having briefly seen a shot of the Earth from space.
1: Well, I'm glad that you have that context for, for from the Terrence Malick side of things. That's cool.
0: After this, After this, I'll show a trailer for the Thin Red Line, and you'll be like, okay, yeah, I see it.
4: America. <laughs> so what isn't on a
2: collision course with destiny?
4: Good question.
5: <laughs> isn't that kind of tautological?
0: So this is about UFOs. Oh, it's
1: yeah. well, <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it's Well,
0: they're UAPs. Do you want to hear my story about UFOs slash UAPs? And weed. Yes.
1: From yes. News? Sure. You fucking lay it on me, man. Do
0: it. This is this is this is brand new. So here I am on Prince Edward Island, and since it has started getting dark early, uh, there have been increased reports of UFOs and paranormal activity. People being I'm very alarmed. It's just the noise.
4: I was gonna
0: say no styling. way! No, not quite. Not quite. Oh, okay. uh, lots of things like this. Like this. This is a, a recent post on the PEI subreddit. Just drove through North River, and there was a big purple light hovering over the industrial park. Any idea what it could be? Lots of talk of seeing purple lights in the sky, specifically around the West Royalty Industrial Park. Now, what do you think it is? Is it gas? No, no. I'll give you a hint. I'm enjoying some right now.
1: It's weed? (laughs) It's a weed cloud?
0: It's a legal grow-op.
3: They have a big (laughs)
0: greenhouse with a glass roof. And at night, Uh. they turn on the purple lighting. And it's been reflecting on the clouds. It's been raining a lot here, too. So there's fog You see all these dappled purple lights. And the reason people haven't noticed it until now is because usually they're home by the time it gets dark enough for that to be visible.
1: Right. Ah. And so what else? What else? Are there more?
0: No, there have just been multiple people saying they see these weird like purple lights and strange like eerie skies over North River. Uh, I've seen, like, five different posts between Twitter and Reddit. Different people asking about what the hell it is. And then in in the comments, it's like, it's from where they make the marijuana cigarettes. It's (laughs) it's the Disco Factory. It's the Disco Factory.
3: It's the Disco Factory. (laughs) So
2: the reason the light is purple, and by purple they probably mean magenta, is because RGB... Since the leaf is green, it reflects green light, so you don't care about green. You would not incorporate green into your light. You would only incorporate red and blue. Yeah. Red and blue combined equals magenta.
0: Yeah, which is the kind of light that I That's have. cool, I man.
1: That's really fucking cool. So
2: don't waste your energy on green light if but it's just going to be a reflection. <laughs> Interesting. Huh.
1: That's cool, man. That, Science. you're cool, man.
0: <laughs> okay, this part of the movie's about UFOs, though, right?
1: No! No! Pinchy,
0: when did the UFOs come into
5: it? I mean, but the first part, he was going to see a UFO, right? What was the, what was the... The, the, the object? What was the object? We don't know. Right. So...
1: I think I missed something. <laughs> So let me tell you, this movie paying full attention, I still, I knew I was going to watch it again. You know what I mean? Like, and, but like, enjoyably so in the, in the way that I learned, cause I, cause I listened to the album a bunch of times. Like, so there's like two, a double album, like 20 songs or so, like associated with this one movie. And so, like, the more I listen to the songs, the more I'm picking up added storylines within the movie. You know, like, the storylines just get, it's like a world, it's a a D&D world, right? Like, you can go flush out a storyline over here, you can go flush out one over here, like...
2: Lots of world
1: building. Lots of world building. And so you get, like, the story in these, these, these layered viewings in the same way where, like, the Watchmen, As a, as like the, the story of the Watchmen is one of my favorite fucking stories to watch in so many different types of media. I've read it twice, cover to cover, like the books, uh, uh, in, in graphic novel format. I've watched the movie countless times. I've watched the TV show series three times through. Oh, really? Yeah. Cause there's just so, there's like the... You know, I was talking to I was talking to the Shadow Panther about this yeah. recently where he described watching Dune as like I felt disabled watching it. Because there was so much information oh, in yeah. every scene sure. yeah. I felt disabled because I didn't know which one to focus on first because it was just all so beautiful. The sound, the image, like never mind the story. Who knows what the fuck's happening in the story? There's just so much visual information here. Dilnuff
2: yeah. is very good at that.
1: Thing. Yeah, he is yeah. really good at that. Yeah. Yeah. And the
2: under understated complexity. I yeah, I man. Dilnov just sort of like here it is, and if you want to take it in, you can, but there's a lot to take in for yeah. fun, Yeah. but I'm not going to explain it to you.
1: And that is that is like the hallmark of like really effective storytelling, yeah. you know what I mean? Like yeah. really effective storytelling. Like, and it's awesome. Like yeah. It's yeah, it is awesome. awesome. It's fucking just so cool. Oh, and then with the Watchmen, you know who scored the Watchmen, the TV show, fucking Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross. Oh, yeah, yeah, like yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. so yeah, like, yeah. like we're looking at like musicians oh, yeah. that are like, you know, they've grown up or like they're like, okay, like I'm not like angry anymore. Like, mm. what do I do now? And it's like I tell stories about things I think are fucking cool, <laughs> you know. The, the
2: soundtrack <laughs> for the what is it? The Social Network was really good too. Even for which the social network
1: oh yeah so yes also been, that Perry yeah. yeah Atticus Ross and Trent Reznor no their scores are like humbling like they're yeah. really the only moving
5: It makes me want to watch that movie Is that yeah <laughs> I can't actually understand I can't I actually understand how they could have possibly scored a movie about Facebook but someday I might find out yeah I really have no interest in a movie about Facebook
1: yeah. 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 Yeah, it's uh it's honestly the the movie about the the movie about Facebook. I watched it once and it scared me so deeply that I didn't know what to do with it. And like no, you know, fast forward to today, now I am understanding what I was so afraid of, but we're, we're there now. Like in terms of just if, if this is a story about the behavior of the people that founded this company, like, this kind of this evolves, you know what I mean? Like, let's Certainly. keep ta- thinking through what these characters do and the choices they make. And it's like, it's not ones you want them to. <laughs> like,
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. It's the estimated behavior because that all happened behind closed doors with lawyers involved and nobody's allowed to talk about it. So. And that's how business works. Yeah. You never get to find out what people are really like because there's
1: well unless you tell stories about it right Th- no. that was a big story <laughs> like
2: sure i mean yeah.
1: the social network
2: yeah there there's stories that are like estimated yes
1: about it. for sure that's all they are though that's yeah. what they always are sure they're always just estimated right like there's no way to really unless know
2: there's a tell-all yeah <laughs> well
1: or what something. would that look like i don't know
2: somebody on their deathbed just like spilling the beans
1: <laughs> but it would still be an estimate right
2: yeah well once somebody has nothing else to lose and just lets it all go yeah <laughs> the whole story yeah <laughs> and then all the information checks out
4: Oh, well, maybe maybe
1: Like, so what's really cool is, so, so there are tones, so there's tones, we're hearing tones, they belong to certain songs, so if you want to learn more about this storyline, about what's happening right here in terms of, like, the feelings involved with this scene, like, go listen to that song, or, like, whatever. there's, there's a, there's a tone for the song called Anxiety, and, like... Mm -hmm. I have learned to associate that tone with the feeling of anxiety, which is a part of a song I really enjoy. So, like, it's, I have a new facet to it. Like, it's just really great storytelling. Mm
5: -hmm. The foundation of society.
1: The foundation of society. Anxiety. Anxiety. Might
2: be. (laughs) can.
5: <laughs> to go with your point one eighteen.
3: Thanks.
4: Hey Houston, did you pick that
0: up? UFO. <laughs> no, no. Is that not a no?
1: So, whenever you guys want a storyline check in the way that I do with all you all the time...
0: (laughs) Yeah,
5: what's happening? (laughs) Okay! (laughs) What's happening is that apparently the ISS has been reduced to a crew of one. Mm -hmm. To begin with.
1: So, we're in the future. This is like 2035-ish. Maybe a little later, like... Uh, and... Um... The ISS has been abandoned for like many years and and it's not known why. Um, And so uh, a skeleton crew of one person was sent to the ISS
4: to see if it could be turned back on or like, you know, what was going on with it. So I'm really excited for the video after we have queued up after
1: this, which is it's called "Making a Low Budget Space Odd- Oddity," and it's by the director, and he walks us through how he created this all. Cool. Man, yeah, I can't wait to fucking watch it.
2: Got a
5: bunch of cast off medical equipment hmm oh yeah yeah.
3: nice
5: (laughs) a lot of
0: auctions yeah that 500 grand went to a lot of
1: auctions.
0: (laughs) (laughs) it's definitely a, a well put together set very very convincing like my brain didn't even go there even though you had told me that he had built this all like in his backyard but uh just watching the movie there wasn't a moment where i'm like ha you know it's obviously a cheap little set it's it, it is quite convincing
4: what's 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 that uh wikipedia
1: link you posted there
0: Oh, that's the poster for the other love. Oh! <laughs> <laughs>
2: is it a 3D dick?
0: <laughs> <laughs> it is not 3D, but you will you will see why I was startled at the idea of watching this. A-
1: oh <laughs> <Okay>. Shit! <laughs>
2: oh, I've seen that. Yeah, 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 I've seen that.
1: Yeah. Oh, man. (laughs) A
2: lot of tongues. (laughs) We're
1: looking at, yeah, like three faces mashed together, gently tugging each other. On the poster. Like, well. Oh, and it's like, it's like, like sloppy. (laughs) Like, there's like spit (laughs) ladders. Spit ladders?
2: Yes. (laughs) Yes. Spit ladders. Spit. Yeah, spit. Spit (laughs) ladders. Yeah, I've definitely
1: seen that poster before. <laughs> okay, it's got to get off my How screen now.
4: Or we're going to have a problem.
0: So he's been cut off from Earth.
4: Seems to be, Why? yes.
1: This is, it seems, something is going on and we don't know what and you have to be the guy to tell the other guy you're going to be alone for a, a very long time. <laughs> and without saying that... <laughs> how long? Oh, how long?
3: DeLong.
2: DeLong. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, really well Oh, man. Well played.
3: Well,
1: <laughs> good job, sir. <laughs> yeah, we so, so before before the show started, are you, are you bringing up the same thing I'm bringing up
0: a, what? about my Debong? No. <laughs> no, you should tell you should tell the listeners about that.
2: Look, I
1: don't think it's funny. <laughs> oh man. So the the bezel bongs from the previous episodes that we've introduced, I can't remember which one now. But uh, yeah, you named yours Bezelbong. And uh, I was like, yeah, I guess Bezel, I'll call yeah. mine, yeah, Bezelbong. And I was like, cause they're little devils in, in Beelzebong. bongs. Beelzebong. Beelzebong. And I was like, yeah, I guess that's what mine will be named too. And then tonight we, we named, we said Tom DeBong. Uh, and so now I think I think it's appropriate. I think it's, uh, yeah, yeah. Tom DeBong. Yeah, man. Tom DeBong. <laughs> it sounds like Tom de And like, I agree with that statement.
0: <laughs> no, what I was going to say is, uh, obviously no judgment because we are still watching the movie, but I looked it up on letterboxd and one of the, uh, the top reviews, like just closest to the top right now is a negative review. It says this love tells the story of captain Lee Miller, a lone astronaut taking care of the ISS. Everything is all well and good until his communication with Earth vanishes one day, leaving him truly and completely alone. Except he's not alone. He has the ghosts of countless better sci-fi films to keep him company. (laughs) (laughs) Wow! Does
5: it just end there, or is there
0: more? Uh... I mean, it goes on, it's, it says that love, uh, love takes themes from the fountain, aesthetics and ideas from sunshine and moon, and sh- uh, it, almost entire shots from 2001, a space odyssey. I haven't seen Solaris yet, but it probably borrows from that too.
2: Well, Solaris is based off of a much better book. <clears throat> so. let do that,
1: maybe. So here's the thing, though, right, is like if you're low budget and like you're trying to tell a story and evoke like symbols attached to like previous points in history, you're going to use the most obvious ones.
4: Sure.
1: Like, because sure. that's 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 how design works.
3: Everything's a nice.
1: And and the thing that's interesting is like sometimes. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> mm-hmm. I lost my train of thought. <laughs>
2: Yeah, sure. Like, stand on the shoulders of giants.
1: Yeah, but like, if your intent is to communicate something, you're going to evoke symbols that are familiar. Yeah. Because like- like all
2: without familiarity, there would be no meaning to other people.
1: Right, right, right. And, and that's all that's accessible to you because it's low budget, right? Like, man, Fucking, if we wanted to, everybody on this call right now could probably throw together $500,000 to, like, finance a big project. Like, if it was something we all really, like, believed in and it was feasible, like... It's... I mean, it's funny, because we have experience doing that. (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? So, like, if you were to reach for the next level of, like, art in terms of what we're familiar with, and we're familiar with a very high level of, like, organized art. Like, there's documentaries on it, like, you know? <laughs> like, um, and so if you think about, like, you know, what do you, what do you go for next? It's like, I don't know, bigger budget, better story. What do you do? I don't know. Like, you, you grab for what's accessible to you because you're trying to tell a story.
2: Mm-hmm. I think a lot also... The fact that this was five hundred thousand dollars, probably a lot of it had to do the whole soundtrack, where a lot of the sound was coming from interesting Yeah. on top of it. Yeah. So like, there was some money saved in terms of that production. Yep. Mm. For sure. Um, so there was an incorporation of from multiple points, but mostly the money was towards the point that
5: they knew the least about. Right. It's pretty. It's pretty good for his budget. I mean, there are movies that are called low budget with lower budgets, sure. <laughs> or with higher budgets, and like, or lower, like budgets. Primer. <laughs>
1: <laughs> We're not watching the high resolution version of this either, which is probably like a mistake, but actually not because it it, re- it requires more viewings. If you guys want to watch this again sometime later in a year or so, or or sooner, I don't really don't care. I'll fucking watch this every day i I will will continue to watch this whenever i want to enjoy myself (laughs) um
0: you know talking about the uh the low budget iss set that looks quite good reminded me uh and i I, this is actually a good question for this group because it seems like the kind of thing someone here might have done but uh Gosh, uh, probably about 15, 20 years ago now, sometime around when I was in university, um, a bunch of my friends would do this space sim thing where they would like do, I, I I don't know, it's like an astronaut sim they had. It was set up by their school where they would live in sort of this mock-up of the ISS and has, have to address like technical problems. And they'd be in there for probably about five days, doing these space simulation things. Out of curiosity, did anyone here do ever do something like that? It was one of those things, like you know, like the model UN that you could be a part of. It was one of those things. There's school. school.
2: I the model UN, but I never yeah. did anything like that. No, I didn't get to do
5: a model space station. I'd have been all over that shit. <laughs> yeah,
3: no kidding.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So a bunch of my friends would do the the space sim thing. Uh, Every year for like the three years they were in that high school. And uh, there was one year we didn't do it, but the rest of our social circle were seriously considering buying alien costumes and like busting into their space sim and like trying to take them hostage. And the guys who had run it, we knew them, too. So, we were convinced we could totally get them in on it too and just have it run like another hazard that they have to address as part of the simulation. We never did get it together though. All that to say, if I had this set, I'd totally run a space sim and have the aliens invade and do all that. Oh man, do you know how
1: much fun we would fucking have? Holy shit. I'm assuming I get to play, because I want to (laughs) play.
2: versions of that out in the desert in like oh yeah. New Mexico and stuff like that Yeah, and we're listening to a podcast where basically like, they get this group together and they put them in this very isolated yeah, pod in the middle yeah, of the desert and then they have to complete these tasks and live their life like they were in a space home basically and they're just trying to get an they're understanding, understanding of the psychological effects on people in groups and stuff like that, so that when it comes time to actually send people to Mars, they'll have a good understanding of what how things are going to unfold. Hmm.
3: That's interesting. What was that called? I can't remember. No. Um, it was good.
1: Hmm. I'm curious to see what they found out and if any of that is relevant to people's experience during lockdown.
2: Yeah. I mean, my understanding, a lot of those people were already very well trained to deal with like scenarios like that, but you still had like situations arise, like there was like romantic relationships happening in the pod, and like, like some people would, you know, develop animosity towards other people, <laughs> certain personalities can flare.
0: Like, yeah, drama, <laughs> they yeah. Have they ever done, like, a space sim reality TV show? Because oh, now that we're talking oh, about oh. it, like, I think oh. have I think that's like a with, in a space station?
2: Yeah, I don't know. Oh, man. we got a of, real uh, space station, Heisenberg, but I'm Heisenberg, sure <laughs> I think you. Once you start observing it so clearly, it kind of breaks the uh, the reality of it. Hence the joke of reality, or the yeah, the um, yeah. So but the, they could still totally do like, a, like a competition.
0: You know, it in, it's Big Brother, but instead of a house, they're on the ISS. <laughs> Pinchy, are your leggings all snack foods?
4: Yes! Oh, I noticed those on the way in. They're Cupcakes
2: amazing. Cupcakes and donuts There's and lollipops. donuts on the back Yum. The and then there are cats. They're, they're, so
1: there are donuts and cats and, cats and like, treats in space. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so I like all those things.
5: So appropriate.
0: Aww. Oh. Oh shit, Earth is going out? What?
1: <laughs> uh oh! <laughs> <laughs> Earth is going
3: out.
5: Confirmed. Estimated. And one hour. Which Fergie's there like without one oh, no. hour. Oh, I was wondering about that. a lot of gravity on this space station.
4: Yeah, about
1: that. <laughs>
0: huh. Uh, the twist is gonna be, he steps outside and he's in one of those desert colony simulation setups.
3: He's really, 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 he's just in his parents' backyard.
0: <laughs> he's in his parents' backyard. <laughs> <laughs> A hatch opens and an old lady looks down and says, Oh, would you like some macaroni and cheese for lunch, dear? (laughs) No, Mom. I'm trying to solve the mysteries of the universe.
4: Why is this guy always wearing impact goggles?
2: Because
3: <laughs>
2: he's gonna impact something with your question. That was accurate, possibly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Come at ya. I guess in space
2: things could impact you in your face really readily. <laughs> yeah. Considering everything's just pressurized? And,
0: and, yeah. yeah. I've got it here's my idea for the ending of this movie. Here's the big reveal. Uh, it's, it's not just that he's like in his parents' basement, but he, go, he, he like goes to open the, the big hatch or whatever to step outside of the space station. And then we cut to a little kid pushing open the lid of a fridge box, like a refrigerator cardboard box, and climbing out, and inside it's all like pillows, and he's drawing buttons on the side. <laughs> I on. Oh, I love it!
2: <laughs> oh wow! So it's like I... a complete juxtapositioning. Oh of my god! I would watch that version. Like imagination. Cool station. Cool
0: and that's really that's only my idea because that's what i did when i was a kid uh i was going through some old photos that my mom has and there was a photo of my room when i was maybe three years old and my parents had just bought a fridge and it came in a giant cardboard box and they gave it to me and i made it into like my spaceship go in there and draw on all the sides and make it into a fort
2: fuck yeah yeah. so It's very Calvin and Hobbes. Yeah.
0: How much money did you think? Like, how many Walmart fans did they buy? (laughs) For this movie. (laughs) Yeah, right well at least they're Just cheap stack a bunch of box fans
1: I mean they're definitely Walmart fans <clears throat> oh so man the more you can right? actually see
2: <laughs> you can actually see the foyer transform from the film like fucking up the fans too like you can see the fans doing weird shit because of the sampling rate of the film mm-hmm. that's
3: funny
1: yeah <laughs> See, like uh, something like that, I would almost wonder if was done, like on purpose to show that it's breaking down. Now that I'm watching it again, Mm. maybe I don't know. Every human ever last year. Did you say every human? No, every human ever. Like exactly. Yeah. Oh my god. like just.
0: I just looked up this guy, William Eubank. I didn't know him offhand, but I've actually seen almost all of his movies.
3: No fucking what? way!
0: hmm That's cool! Um, he did a movie called The Signal. I guess it was right after this one in 2014. And that one was pretty good. The three college students, uh, they tracked down, like, a weird signal from space. But most recently, just last year... He did that movie Underwater with Kristen Stewart, where it's like Alien in sort of an underwater station. Huh. What?
2: So he likes and it was his, actually
0: pretty decent.
2: he Like sort of enclosed quarters, kind
0: of yeah, yeah you know, very claustrophobic much so. vibe. And look at this—he also did the latest Paranormal Activity
1: movie. <laughs> oh no way! <laughs> for himself. Oh no way! Oh, oh man!
0: My, I tip my hat to you, William Eubank. You have, uh, you did quite well.
1: That's fucking cool, man. So man, the paranormal activity movies scare the ever living fuck out of me. Cause yeah, it's I the, because it's the one type of storytelling that can be the most uh, devious in, in paranormal stuff, which is to let you fill in the blanks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you fill yeah. it out. Think about the scariest thing you've ever seen. It, well, it also, like... That's what's happening to this person, and, like, you know, your, like... Your, your, like, safe space, your home. In your home, passing, in your, yeah. In, in
2: the same way that, like, Psycho fucked over, like, normal showers. Yeah, so man. So many people yeah. for so long. It's like this one just, like, tackles the whole home space.
0: Nope, oh, nope, nope. Aw, yeah, it's time for a space raid.
1: <laughs> well yeah so like seeing this if he directed a paranormal activity fuck there's no fucking way i'm gonna want to watch that like it's gonna be way too good like it's I mean, like you know like the first like uh, i can't i don't want to watch him anymore like <laughs> i'm done watching paranormal activity movies mm-hmm.
0: That's cool, though. They did The Signal in Underwater. Both of those, like, I wouldn't say they were amazing movies, but I thought they were both quite good movies.
4: That's great. Yeah, no, I would really love to watch this director make something else considering
1: knowing like how much of this he made. Mm-hmm. Like think about like w- like we know people like where we, you know, l- like maker t- like <laughs> is capable of a lot. We should bleep that name later. But <laughs> clamps. <laughs>
3: Don't <worry>. clamps.
1: Clamps. <laughs> clamps we should yeah clamps uh clamps so like clamps could do that clamps could for sure find you know like be like i'm just gonna i'm just gonna make all this and like i'm gonna make i'm gonna approach it as smart as and efficiently as i can like you know to make it yeah has the space to make it
2: I don't know, you have to really have a passion for it, though. Like
1: for sure, clamps, 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 <laughs> clamps. 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 Give them the clamps. Give them the clamps. Oh man, clamps. So, but, so this this is what's so funny about it. So if like this director's like clamps, like man, we had bracelets made to ask ourselves what would clamps do. <laughs> in solving, like, creative problems because, like, that one statement was so, like, (laughs) inspiring. So, So. shit, man. Is this
2: that triumphant Olympic song? No. No? No. no. Chariots of Fire? No. No. Chariots of Fire? No, No. it was not that. (laughs) Da 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 da. We've been blessed
1: with slow motion.
2: Da 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 da.
1: I just picture as uh, shaman. I picture that scene with the orc running <laughs> with the torch.
3: Oh Yeah. <laughs> Oh, we've
2: got what a I little miss. bit of uh, Friday the 13th going on here. Did gravity
0: off. turn off? Not yet. I mean, if I was all alone, I'd probably daydream about making out the with way. lady. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah,
0: Stuck so. up there? Like, ugh, man.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man.
5: How do you get back to Earth?
1: <laughs> he's not, he's still he's, on the he's station. He's
5: hallucinating. Oh. Oh, yeah, we're, we're in the 2001 part of the movie. Yeah, I mean,
2: <laughs> where's the space I guess, baby? I guess, like, the second <laughs> half. I guess, no, that's like the last tenth of 2001, where he, like, yeah. loses his mind. He's, like, in a bedroom and he's an old person. Yeah. And he's, like, losing his. Yeah. Space tunnels and. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it, like, goes in his iris and it's, like, all fucking weird. Oh, wow. Very existential.
5: Wow, that's some closed captioning. Oh yeah, the closed captioning on this is not great. That that was particularly good. It's almost worth like reading out loud because it's so humorous. Mm. We should do a dramatic (laughs) overdubbing of this based
0: on the closed captioning. (laughs) In real time. Starting now.
5: (laughs) We found a (laughs) few.
0: Hawaiian attitude. Editor. <laughs> These <20 laughs> editors
5: <laughs> <laughs> called
2: advanced is frightening. Editors. Oh the only way to move man. Boots
1: made solid by the sounds of shelling. Eye.
5: Oh my Mant- god. This is
1: oh amazing. man. So I okay, I want to make either. it super clear that I bought this movie <laughs> last week, and we're watching a rip of it on YouTube, I guess. I don't know if I can
0: drive the Mind Man. <laughs> the
1: Mind Man. <laughs> and I have
0: the... I don't know, I can drive the Mind Man.
1: <laughs> I have the <laughs> captions drive turned the on. I the Mind Man every day. <laughs> <laughs> the Edison bit
5: was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Hawaii Edison.
1: I'd be willing to bet that anything looks good in slow motion. Oh, man. This is the thing about it in high res. Like, so, I know the cameras that were used to shoot this. They're called phantom flex cameras. I, yeah. I'm i actually no.
2: they're, they're
1: like thousand like, frames per second. Down. Yeah. yeah. When, mm-hmm. when I was working on some Harley Davidson stuff, so, so we, uh, we did a thing in in with Phantom Flex cameras. And, like it, there, it's impossible to make anything not look good in, in Phantom Flex yeah. cameras, which is like
5: you can see every pore.
2: It's one, highly
1: effective. One
2: over plank <laughs> length per second. What would happen if you captured one over plank length per second? I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> Well, a plank line is the smallest you would get possible quantity in the universe.
1: Really?
2: Yes. Man, yes. I listen to this intro all continuous. the time. It's discrete. And so, it's discrete by plank So if you captured one of the plank lines, you would literally capture all information.
5: You could see every molecule during everything. Every atom. Well, every I know mean, if you have.
2: You can see every action of every interaction.
1: I wonder if this was edited later. Because this, I don't know. I need to check when all the music came out as compared to, like, the movie. Because there's, like, there's the, the, the Love double album. And then there's, like, a remixed album called The Score Evolved
2: the score of all
1: yeah and oh this is this this tone God. i think is from like real 5 or 6 or something
4: or 1 But this
1: is the thing, is, like, I think as long as I keep, like, just... I, I love listening to the music. It sounds so good. Every album feels different. Like, they all... Like, like you guys saw the Poet Anderson stuff in the pre-show. And, like, how cool that was. And, like, that's the Dreamwalker stuff. And, like, Dreamwalker is, like, way... Like, a little bit darker, a little bit, like... It's just different. It's it's a different storyline. Like, and it's because it's a different world. And then there's...
2: Is, is the... ISS only 220 miles from Earth? Yeah.
1: I feel like that's no, a very small amount. That seems not correct. Oh, Let's try awesome. now. Yeah. But also, like, driving the U.S. and seeing the mile markers is deeply upsetting when you're used to kilometers because you're like, oh, it's only 25. And you're like, oh, miles. I'm going to be on here a
4: long time.
0: The ISS orbits at an altitude of 227 nautical miles or 420 kilometers. Huh. There you go.
2: I could drive that. That's like here in Ottawa. <laughs> um, 420 no.
1: kilometers? Is I think so. I think Montreal is about
2: 600.
1: Here in Ottawa is, yeah. Yeah.
2: Wow, that's a short distance that's compared to what I thought.
1: fucked up. That's <laughs> <just> fucked up. <laughs> I've never
3: made
2: that connection before. I guess when you're going vertically, it's a different story. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but like... That's really not super close.
0: It is, it is much closer than you think.
1: Road trip anyone? <laughs> <laughs> Road trip to the ISS! Oh, that's cool! Let's do that. There's just a the
2: matter fun. of a lot of energy. Yeah.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: Here you gotta use a lot of fuel to get up there. Potatoes? There...
1: Potatoes? Mm-hmm. Could you roll me up this way? Not again. Sorry. deliver it, That's okay. it. <laughs> it to the thing? No. Shortage. I don't want this <laughs> I mean this is a shortage. Hey, <laughs> I'm concerned about the potatoes. No. Well yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. So what's really funny is Meowmix and Tom DeLonge are the same age. Huh. They oh. were both born in
0: 1975. Huh. Um, yeah, so, Blink-182 is considered oldies now, right? Not really.
1: Uh, no. I mean,
0: no, are they? I, I think so. I mean, here's, here's the oh, thing, uh, when, Christ, it, like Blink-182, mm-hmm. they were really popular when I was in high school, right? So I wanna say, like, mm-hmm. 1998, 99 mm-hmm. might have been yeah. the peak of their popularity. Uh like, oh,
1: no! No, 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 no. Uh-huh. I mean, I mean, you're asking me like, mm-hmm. they stayed popular. Like, they got more and more popular in a way that didn't make any sense to them. <laughs> like, after like Dude Ranch did really well, and then Enema of the State came out, and like, like, what's my age again? And and um, and
0: yeah, maybe um, like maybe more right. like 2001. Would you say 20 years ago was peak? <sighs> 22, 22,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Twenty, yeah, twenty yeah. years ago, exactly. Because okay, I so was fourteen. Years
0: ago, Which makes some class. So I uh, I mean, yeah. you you were all the small things. Daily.
2: God. All the small but things. But yeah. Exactly.
0: What was? Mm-hmm. Let's see. What that was, was one of the first songs I ever downloaded? Delete my
2: birth?
1: Nice. Mm. Me too.
2: <laughs> Damn,
1: Damn it! Damn wow. it was wow. one of my Lime first. Lime wire
5: and uh, yeah, Napster. Take off
0: your pants yeah. and your jacket was <laughs> two thousand
1: one. Mm. Mm. Hmm. Yeah.
0: So I the, here we were just talking, you know, blink is Blink-182 oldies? So in the 1980s, were the Beach Boys considered oldies, would you say? Because when I was born 20 years prior, that was when the Beach Boys were really like getting up there in popularity. So I'm trying to think of, you know, how long an increment do you need before something is considered oldies?
2: Or is the transitivity not linear?
0: Oh. It's it's twenty okay. years it's I mean, twenty that's... years to be
4: classic. <laughs>
1: mm. Wow. I'm classic. Wow. Cool man,
0: that's mm. cool. I, I think Blink One Eighty Two is kind of dad rock by today's standards. Yeah.
2: So are we all classic plus? I mean, like, the,
1: here's the thing that's so funny. Yeah, classic mm. plus. Antique. Empty. <laughs> Tom had two kids. Like, like his his older daughter is like in college now. So, he's like writing songs about her and like her story, like in life. Like, so she's classic. She's <laughs> no.
2: Immortalized. <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Yes. Yeah, pure self mm-hmm. I've observed
1: neither contact or indication
3: of any awareness of my current condition. It is with great sadness, but determined resolution.
1: From- oh yeah, and so their new album, Life Forms, they they did a their release. They released it in space, so like they sent up like a tiny rocket with, like, a monitor attached. Oh, I forgot to include it in the pre-show. They, Fuck me. They
0: released their album in space. Yeah. I
1: shot a, nice. They shot a tiny rocket up, played the sat- played the, like, played the- I have a- there's a- I'll show it to you guys after the- after the movie. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. It goes up, it starts to play, I think, um, Time Bomb, the first one? Oh. Or something? Yeah, maybe? Hmm. I don't know, I just watched it for like the second time today. There's, okay, man, this dude's been fucking busy for the last 15 fucking years. You know how much fucking content there is? There's so much fucking content. Like there's so much fucking content. Like books, how it's good. Huh? How much content
2: is there?
1: So much fucking content? <laughs> <laughs> just it. 15 years worth. Like, you know, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna be busy, like, just absorbing this for the next little while, like. And what's really neat about it is he's like, I'm, he's, so he's involved with, like, whatever. UAP, alien research, I don't fucking know. He's doing some sort of research. He's winning awards for the research. He's a recognized researcher. Hmm. I also do research professionally now and I know exactly like what that looks like and like how you kind of look like, you know, I'm going to say we do because like I am also a person covered in tattoos who's also female, which is, you know, not near, you know, um, and people take us really seriously because we, because we did the research and we know what we're talking about. <laughs> like, you know, and it's yeah. like, it's, I've done it. Like, what do you want to know? Like, I'll tell you what I know, and I'll tell you exactly what I don't know. Like, and that's just what communication looks like. So, um, he's using these stories to tell. To he's using these like mediums to tell the story of the research in combination with fiction.
0: Finchy, what is this a cult? <laughs> yeah.
1: Good question.
5: Yes. This is this is it goes,
1: um, might chance. be.
0: Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Man, <laughs> I just got out of a fucking cult. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, and <No>. It's really well to what flashes through your mind in those few split seconds while this stuff's going on. Um, I mean, you think about all sorts of strange things. Right. Um, but for people to remember or any, any one particular thing, I think it would be for the fact that uh, never give up. Just keep trying. Don't
3: just accept it and say, well, yes, this is what it is. Strive for something better.
1: So you know what's so funny is Tom DeLong and Meow Mix, same age. Meowmix is my partner. And listen and to the same Tom bands. DeLong? Yeah. It just, it just doesn't know it.
3: <laughs> they
1: listen to the same bands. Like The Descendants and The Cure and Dinosaur Jr. and like Bad Religion and yeah, you know like yeah, yeah. which he plays for me. All the time. Like, old records. Like, like he'll find, like, old Green Day albums I've never heard. I'll be like, what? And he'll be like, no, this is the good Green Day album. Like, <laughs> what was that one album you played for me? For dinner, when we were making dinner.
5: Um, 1,000 Hours or 30 Nights Smooth or probably both. Nice. Well, never heard of it.
1: Right. <laughs> I, I wonder I've listened to them. I always recognize them by like album covers and not things. So long ships in Newfoundland and he's he's sending his love right now. because oh, he really he, he we were chatting earlier.
0: What a guy.
1: What a guy man. And uh, he's like, please tell everyone else, and I send my love. And I was like, yeah, absolutely. He's like, no promise. And I was like, okay. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> so he, he just reminded me just now.
0: So this is Cast Away in Space. But without a volleyball.
1: Yeah. Yeah, correct. And you know what? So going into this, not expecting the budget. It was, it's, it was still so high quality. Like.
5: Hmm. Mm. But now,
1: now that I know how he approached it, like that, that amazes me.
5: I see where this is going. Oh yeah. Yeah.
1: Lay it on me, string beans.
5: So you're gonna get sucked into a time vortex and land in the middle of the Civil War. We're gonna what? Well, that sounds likely. Say it again. I've gonna sucked into a time vortex and land in the middle of the Civil War.
1: Oh, that's it. That's okay, yeah. That's that could could definitely be a different way to do that, but no, it's not. No,
0: my money is still on Space Baby.
1: (laughs) Space Baby,
4: (laughs) baby. all right. Oh,
2: he's gonna cut his hair, that's what's gonna happen.
5: Did they send him to the ISS and take his dragon away?
1: Yeah, plot point question. Like, what stops him from coming back to Earth? Uh, I think he needs to be picked up.
5: They took they. They just sent him up there and.
1: For an undetermined amount of time.
5: Left him without an escape vehicle. Okay. That's rude.
1: I mean, now that we know how close the ISS is. Just (laughs) slipkite. Seems.
2: (laughs) Just launch yourself out towards (laughs)
1: Earth. (laughs) What
2: could possibly go wrong? (laughs) Big
1: expensive Uber ride.
5: Space bicycle. bicycle. <laughs> Open the pod bay doors, Hal.
0: <laughs> do <laughs> oh, he wasn't a space sim.
4: Oh, fuck off!
0: He's just at someone's high school. Oh, <laughs> come
1: on, really? <clears throat>
2: Alright. I mean, he should have tried harder a lot sooner.
4: (laughs) Yeah.
3: Oh,
0: no. Uh, I'm late for class!
3: I'm
0: having that dream
3: again!
0: Which room is the physics exam? The physics exam. <laughs> but the exam is over. No.
5: He's <laughs> <laughs> just not wearing. He just forgot to put his space pants on. So, like, <laughs> wait, hold on, space just,
1: coughing. just to be clear, like, we have all had a, like a. An exam anxiety nightmare, right? Oh, like more than one. Oh yeah. Right? Can I right raise okay, cool. Like not recently, but like for a while there.
0: <laughs> Certainly during exam time.
1: No. I would have dreams well after university that oh, yeah. I never graduated. Like I fucked up some small detail that led to me never ever having actually gotten a degree. <sighs> yeah man. <laughs>
0: i once had a dream that i was sleeping during one of my exams and when i woke up i'd been sleeping during my exam (laughs) (laughs) now
2: so i've been recently teaching um a class in my nondescript industry and i had the opposite dream which was i am the teacher who slept through
3: no the alarm way. and didn't
1: fucking show up. And I'm like, this is awful. It still, no. still happens. No so fucking way.
3: way.
0: You can't win. No oh man,
3: something it's... about school. Oh my god, you found the planetarium. <laughs> oh
0: no.
2: This is, this has Solaris vibes. The movie Solaris, I mean. Yeah. yeah, yeah. For sure. I yeah. love that he hasn't thought to take his <clears> outfit <throat> off yet. Despite the fact
1: that he is clearly in a high
0: school. Right. <laughs> hey, you know. But now. are pretty
2: cool.
1: What? Wait, do 3rd. <laughs> I don't
2: know. My, my school dreams are always much more um, pernicious. Or certain dishes. I don't know how to this, I, like basically, it's like I forget about a class. Or I don't focus on a class, but that class is still happening. And then, like, I know I'm losing marks in it because I'm not doing anything in it. Mm. But I'm doing all my other. Words.
1: Like
3: and then so I'll that.
2: wake up and. Wow! Wow! Yeah. I
1: love that we have unique, <laughs> unique, unique trauma statements. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, love, I, love that your,
5: I love that your academic fear dreams are my reality. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> How so? (laughs) Maybe
5: you should have more dreams like that that (laughs) then. How so? I mean, I went to classes. learned a lot and did nothing and didn't graduate oh <laughs> well, no business is not going to them
2: but yeah
1: and 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 sir you you have a career to be
2: admired let me tell you <laughs> there you go folks from the horse's mouth you don't need to attend those classes at all stay in school stay in school <laughs> oh.
1: hey man well, but like, look, this is this is the absurdity of it. This is a guy who didn't go to fucking school. Like, we know a lot of people who didn't finish school who Did all secretly.
2: Long, long drop out?
1: I don't think he ever. He didn't go to school. Oh,
2: like they were like in their twenties.
1: They were in their like.
2: Oh, so they just he was went for, straight to. Rock, he was a skateboarder. Star.
1: Yeah, like the he wanted oh. to be a firefighter and like, oh, wow. and okay. then like you know start would skate around all day every, every night and then did,
5: did he know Alex
1: Alex too. who
5: the one that's on fire <laughs> <laughs> so that's With the fire those are the
1: Canadians yeah. Alex is on fire I don't know actually I I don't know if there was if if those two bands knew about each other and like if not like uh, wow it's Alex, a tragedy because Alexis. Alexis on fire Alexa on fire is like. I see what you mean. I've taken. You're I took but also God. But also,
5: that dude's a firefighter. Thank uh, God we have
2: menace space moms 20 years right
5: now, <laughs> Space moms! Run this thing
0: through GPT 3. <laughs> Come on! <laughs> I oh, dare that's you. That's good. Now I assume that need the testing.
2: <laughs> Looks like a server room. Now, I was
0: gonna say, because in the server room... That is the server room. Mm-hmm.
5: Take your helmet off!
0: This yeah. is actually a movie about the one guy who controls the entire internet.
2: <laughs> There's a single base mm. station for the whole internet. But it's all run off of an yeah, Apple II. Just a
0: guy with a really <laughs>
2: old computer. If that was the case, uh...
0: That's
5: the Hitchhiker's Guide to the
0: Internet. Well, but <laughs> they've never been able to upgrade it, because they have a, been turning off the whole Internet um. for a second. Ah, uh,
2: yes, Deco. Deco is my true Sorry. love. Is it? Mm. I love Deco. Really? Oh, yeah. Really?
1: Yeah. Deco's nice. It's
2: my one of my brands.
1: I, I played with play Deco in design school a lot.
2: Deco and Nouveau are both, like,
1: yeah, yeah, they're, yeah, they're very Kind people. of the,
2: I think the pinnacle of modernism. Wow, really. really,
1: eh? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah.
3: I think
2: everything went downhill after those because it just went to international and like, I mean like there was sort of the jump with Continental and Gaudi and all that stuff, but like, everything went to shit after that. It's kind of just like...
1: Shout out to Bauhaus. Are you No. Right? No. no. Are you talking about the font face in particular? Or
5: no, I'm talking about...
2: Art
1: deco. Art <clears throat> Okay, cool.
5: Art in general. I wasn't bunch sure architecture. Talking about fonts or bands. Fonts,
1: architecture.
3: <laughs> yeah.
5: It's an eclectic bunch. <laughs> I, too, love the fountain
1: <laughs> The fountain head? <laughs> <laughs>
2: Listen, if you're gonna equate Do you? If you're gonna equate
3: <laughs> land
2: with Deco, you can go fuck yourself.
3: <laughs> because
2: she made that equation, not our Deco. Okay. <laughs> I can't. Or at least the people who like trans or like interpreted and then republished her made that connection. I'm pretty sure.
1: <clears throat> it's, <a> great book. <laughs> it's not a good book!
5: Oh I don't agree God. with it, all of its messaging, but I think it's a good it's book. It's actually a better book than Atlas Shrugged.
2: Uh, yes! It's such a better book. Atlas Shrugged's a piece of shit. I sat on your bedside table for two years. Atlas Shrugged is the hardest book ever to get
5: through. Oh,
3: it's really? basically
2: like if you took the Fountainhead and somehow just wanted to extend it by like 500 pages.
1: Man, and you've read like The Prince of Darkness, which 257 is 257 really one up. character's monologue. Pages. Yeah. <laughs> What, well, the Prince of the darkness? darkness? Yeah, yeah. The Prince of Nothing. Oh, the Prince of Nothing, sorry, yeah. But yeah, yeah, first hundred pages totally brutal. <laughs> They're super brutal! They like, <laughs> I just ate it up. Yeah. Ah. But yeah, the first hundred pages... The first hundred pages took me,
2: like, a month to read. And well, Atlas Shrugged will take more than that. That took me two years to read, I remember it's that. A, it took me at least a year to read. <coughs> so you become one yeah. with your bedside That's table. <laughs> I hated it because I, I was just so dragging just, myself through it by right the end.
3: You weren't Why did you read it though?
2: <laughs> Because every, because like it's like joked about as one of those. Roles. You wanted just, to know. <laughs> I had to understand. You wanted to know. I get I had it. To yeah, understand. Yeah, yeah, I get it. And I now I understand. Yeah, yeah. but, at, but, a but years, at the cost of a year's worth of yeah, yeah, yeah. Year's worth of my time. <laughs> yeah, well, it wasn't a year's worth of my time. It was because it was delayed and procrastinated on because it wasn't. Yeah, it's was not a very so good.
0: Therefore, work. your life continues in there.
2: It's her like magnum opus, but it's like pathetic. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Ayn Rand. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's lazy. It's real lazy. It's so lazy. Because like, I've I've played. You're the... not
2: doing any work. I'm going to kill you.
1: Yeah, like you know what's funny is I didn't I didn't have to read that because I played BioShock.
2: Oh uh, yeah. You know
1: what I sure. mean? Like it's it's another story told in that world. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, yeah, and it's gross, poorly disgusting, named and disgusting. Oh man, <laughs> and that's what I think about that game all the time because I talk about it's, values all the time at it's objectively
5: work. Objectively awful. <laughs> yeah, it is.
1: Welcome to the circus it's of objectively values. Objectively
2: poorly named and objectively awful. <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> this
3: is some long teeth. <laughs>
0: Oh shit. Some Tom DeLonge tees? Tom
3: DeLonge. He is! Daddy's the <laughs> newest! Wow! Wow! Wow!
5: <laughs> Obsession.
0: Last <laughs> the, the latest. <laughs>
2: yeah, the latest in sense.
0: Oh no, he's in that weird under-the-skin room.
5: Oh no, I hope ScarJo isn't there. (laughs) That'd be weird.
2: Don't take his organs. Don't harvest him.
0: Oh, he's just back in the planetarium.
1: (laughs) (laughs) He's at the IMAX. Planetarium.
2: (laughs) Oh god! Nom 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 nom
3: nom nom. Did you you ever get the 3D dick? (laughs) So has he
0: fully lost his mind now? Is he crazy? Well so this is you don't know.
1: Whoa!
0: He's in the totally perspective vortex.
1: He's like one with the universe, man.
2: Field. Uh, he's, in a,
0: uh, he's in a Winamp music visual. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, did you hear Winamp
2: is... Uh, yeah, gonna do another release, apparently? Wow. They are now a company oh, again, on. and they are, like, releasing a new Winamp. piece of software. <laughs> It is reviving itself. <coughs> it is now. Allegedly. A, it is a ah, Silicon is. Valley company. <laughs> again. Or something.
5: So that was it. Will that was day the
0: once again. So yeah, so yeah, I,
5: I think at the end, that whole like, starburst in front of him sucks him back in a time vortex and he lands in the Civil War.
2: I mean, that was very 2001. It's all very, like, sort of an existential yeah. kind of. Yeah.
3: Your eyes and back to here, to now and always remember that
0: this was one moment. Yeah, it was very 2001. Instead of the bedroom, it was like his old high school or something. And then he got to see through time and space.
5: He hacked time with an Apple II at the end. <laughs> Apple II. <too. laughs>
0: I'm hacking
1: too much time! <laughs> oh no! Oh no! So, (coughs) uh, having this be my second time watching it, I enjoyed it just so much more. Like, I'm going to watch it a couple more times because there's added details I got this time that I didn't get before. Like... Yeah. like there was like the sound of a crowd going off and like you think about like where did they get that sound and it's like he probably recorded it while they were playing a show in the same way that when we would like set up Risky Ball Naomics would put his phone under like the the, the machines to record the sound because mm-hmm. it's cool <laughs> like it's a sound <laughs> you it's how you create that sound. You have a show with a bunch of people that fucking love you and then they make a bunch of noise and you record it <laughs> like it's nuts and he attaches it to like points in in the in the movie and like so deta- like this so what's really nice about it is there's like small details
2: Oh Lawrence fish in the signal? Interesting. What? Oh really? Yeah. Cool. Huh.
0: Oh man, the yeah! I lined up a couple of trailers.
2: So, what are your thoughts on Lawrence Fishburne not being in the trailer for the new Matrix? What's What's up with that? I don't know.
0: My thoughts?
2: Yeah. Tell me. well tell I, me all the I thoughts. Have a,
0: I have a theory <coughs> on what I, the new Matrix movie is going to be about. Uh-huh. As, I hope that he has a cameo. But uh, I, don't, I can't say for sure. Um, However, you may notice there is a very Morpheus looking character in sure, the there. Sure, there is. Yeah.
2: Lawrence oh, I know that. I'm just wondering whether it was just like, oh, Lawrence, Fishbur- Lawrence Fishburne doesn't want to be in this movie. Like, that's, that's it. That's the only
0: reason. Which no, not it's, that. Not that. The new on it's not that. He's on the record saying that he would have been involved, but he wasn't asked. Oh. But that could all be. Really? Rim-flang. Ooh.
2: Yeah. That's weird.
3: Ooh. Now mm. I'm very
2: confused. Mm. Okay.
3: <laughs> I mean, it's called
2: Revelations, right? Uh, resurrection. Oh, Resurrection. No, Revelations was the third <clears> one. <throat> all right. Resurrection.
0: No no, uh revolutions was the third. Oh, okay. Alright. But you know, if they make another one, it should be revelations.
2: Yeah, they're just missing that R word.
5: Relegations.
3: Relegations.
0: <laughs> no.
5: <laughs> Not a
2: biblical, a biblical term there, yeah
0: angels and airwaves propaganda (laughs) you should buy it you should buy the album and a special edition of the album
1: so so this is the interesting thing is like yes it is it's like his business model is like built on exactly this like what do you want to buy a part of this art? like buy it like you want to own it have it like what do you want do you want like the album do you want the game do you want the like the stickers like what do you want like the which is how we would make money too. Like we'd make patches and stickers and like, what do you want? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you want to stick a sticker on everything you own because like you think this art is cool? Sure, we'll make you as many as you want. But he's charging for it. <laughs> sure. Yeah, he he had a he had two like he started he started a really interesting like business model when he started doing mod life, it was and he was pitching bands at the time and they were like, Who's this old guy? He's losing his mind. And like he's like and then, and then at one point he had like Kanye West signed onto like this like like art management platform, like merchandising type thing. And then he folded that and then there's to the stars and like like I have I ordered a boxcar racer poster that's signed. Like, by all of them. Like, mm-hmm. that's my dream is to own a thing that is signed by them. Because I have had, I have, like, a, a album that was signed that, like, my aunt got for me on eBay. And, like, that was, like, my prize possession. Mm-hmm. But, so, anyway. Um, I'm going to stop chatting everyone's ear off about this now. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I deeply appreciate how much y'all love me
0: that <laughs> was love and I guess this is the Tom Delong d- edition of the Devil's Let Us film site by our accompanying album and the special edition of the album <laughs> now call to sad. order
5: the Tom DeLong
0: Fan <laughs> <Damn> Society <laughs> it is always user it been DeLonge overdue, <laughs> <Long> <laughs> overdue. <laughs>
5: Not to delongate this conversation.
0: <laughs> 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 uh,
1: you. What was it? Use responsibly.
4: <laughs> boy. <laughs> boy. <laughs>